Hey guys, this is Jane, and you're listening to episode 19 of Tacos and Tales. Welcome back to Tacos and Tales, a deliciously scary podcast for the taco enthusiast. I'm Liz, and this is my little sister, Jane. Hey guys, how's everybody doing out there tonight? That's great. We hope you're still working on your resolutions. Probably not, but we won't judge. Um, what about you, Liz? How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm glad that you finished off that sentence with your that's great. Because <laughs> last time, guys, apparently I edited it edited it out edited it. edited it out and uh my coworker lee she was on the podcast before she was a little bit upset that i cut that out and i was like sorry about that but this time we'll get one in there just for you <laughs> and we'll bring it back one time that's great <laughs> so welcome back to episode 19 and our last episode of our january theme which is photography I realize that this is not the last week of January, but I think we're just going to go ahead and let it die out <laughs> since some of us um, were not able to, you know, follow through. I and think it's because from the beginning, <laughs> I thought it was like not really that great of an idea. So I just vetoed it in my brain. That being the weird. little sister, you get, you know, run over. For those of you who are a younger sibling, you understand what I mean. Thank you for that. So, um, <laughs> so actually, since we're t- we've been talking about photography, and if this is your first time listening, um, hey guys, we're, we were talking about photography last week. Moving right along, um, <laughs> it was funny because I actually found this article, or rather, this headline. Let me just grab my trusty ipid. Oh no, it's not on my ipid. So it was. This article and the headline was Mom Shocked When Security Camera Appears to Show Ghost of Late Son. Hmm. Yeah, so I was like, oh my God, this is literally what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, it was this mom who, oh, in Atlanta, who lost her son two years ago due to an accidental overdose. Mm-hmm. And she was laying in bed with her 21 year old daughter. And they have one of those Nest cameras where basically, like, it has, like, motion sensors and a live camera feed. Mm-hmm. And so something set off the motion sensor. And when they looked, she swore it was the apparition of her deceased son, who was 21 years old when he passed away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry. I actually think he was 23. But, um, yeah. So she's like, um, she... <laughs> So her daughter was like, Mom, there's someone in the kitchen. It's Robbie. And they looked at, yeah, they looked at the feed and it looked exactly like him. Even had the same beard. Oh, my God. And so they ran. uh, I know. So they ran (laughs) to the kitchen and there was nobody there. But it was recorded on their feed. And then he just disappears. So I don't know if it could be an augmented image. But, I mean, it's pretty interesting and what that was recent Mm -hmm. so she said that she wasn't scared um you know after they secured the house that she wasn't scared seeing something like that that she felt like he was saying like hey i'm happy i'm okay right 
Oh my gosh, that's scary, but endearing, heartwarming at the same time. I know. (laughs) So yeah, so it's just interesting to see how, you know, apparitions could possibly be caught on camera and what are, what is being caught on camera, like on those banks and or in those really old buildings where they have a lot, you know, a live feed kind of just all the time, but nobody really reviews the footage. I would be super interested to see what would happen, kind of like a paranormal activity movie thing (laughs) have you seen this video online it's like of a feed from a hotel hallway and it's like you kind of hear like screaming and yelling and all of a sudden like it's i guess it's like a 911 call and this person is telling the officer or the security that's going up there like yeah the sounds are coming from room whatever and then um and then he's like well i'm here at the room but there's nobody here Nobody has checked into this room, but you hear like on the video and through his like mic screaming and banging and like wailing. It's so, so scary. Oh my and so finally when he goes in, he's like, uh, we need uh, to call the police because this room is completely trashed. <gasps> but nobody had checked into that room. Nothing. And it's a video on YouTube. The I, police said that they needed to call the police? Oh, I think it was security. I think it was <laughs> okay. security. And then he said that they needed to call the police. But I think, like, supposedly that they debunked the video or whatever. But I'm just oh like, that's gosh. crazy. Yeah. If I don't know if it's real or if it's not real. But if you want to be creeped out. Um, Which I do. I'll see if I can find it. And I'll post the link on um, Instagram. Okay. Yeah, that's really creepy. It's interesting. It's, it's one of those videos that you don't really like want to look at. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know where else I'd like to see a live feed from, and that's probably like a creepy thing to say, but um, a good friend of mine bought a house, and ever since they moved in, their four-year-old kind of acts weird about one of um one of the hallways. <laughs> so I don't know. It's very weird. Like when I walked into the house, obviously, like it's a beautiful home. And I walked in and I just kind of got like a weird feeling. And I was like, well, it's probably because it's empty. Mm-hmm. So um, we were in the living room and I was playing with him. And he just kept looking down this hallway. And I'm like, what are you looking at, baby? And he's like, oh, nothing. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I babysat him. And uh, all of a sudden, Ghostbusters became his favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, because you have to slime the ghosts and they'll die. And I'm like. Okay, ghosts are already dead, but I'm not going to get into it with you since you're four. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we I was babysitting him one time and he was like, there it is. And he looked at like the corner of the room. Like, if you want to say creeped out, I was so scared. I was like, let's slime it. LOL. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so scary. Oh my gosh. So um, the original Ghostbusters, what are their names? Um, Ghostbusters? No, the actors. Oh, um, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd. And the other one. And the black guy. And then the the, small the guy. tall guy with the... <laughs> oh, uh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Is he in it? Uh-huh. How many, how many is there? I don't think he's a, a an actual Ghostbuster. I think he was one of the scientists. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was just very weird and it's very weird that he's gotten very into Ghostbusters. Uh, and they moved into this creepy scary. new house. I don't know. And he's like, There's a ghost and you're like, Okay, it's <laughs> weird. <laughs> Can you please protect me? That's creepy. Yeah. But anyway, 
enough on that tangent. That reminds me when I was little and my mom would say, or mom would say that I would look down the hallway. <laughs> I would look down the hallway and wave and kind of point at somebody that was there. See? That's kind of wouldn't have been cool. Kids would... are creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but wouldn't it have been cool if they had set up a camera to see maybe like some little lights glowing or something? I don't know. Hmm. What do you see when you see ghosts? I'm not going to talk about it too much because I had nightmares last night. <laughs> <laughs> As a horror podcast. <laughs> As long as you didn't have sleep paralysis, but... Like, somewhat, I made myself wake up and I felt like I couldn't move. I was like... (laughs) (laughs) I think we want to dedicate a whole episode to sleep paralysis Mm. as to people who are very susceptible to it. I feel like that's a no on my part. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Due to trauma-induced sleep paralysis. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's something that we've been very affected by. Um, separately, obviously, but I think when one of these next episodes, we might talk about that. And hopefully, if anybody out there is listening to us and you've had an experience with sleep paralysis, you reach out to us and give us a little information about your um, experience. So um, today, I'm going to be talking to you guys, <laughs> not to change the subject, but to change the subject, I'm going to be talking to y'all about post-mortem photography. Um, So people have been immortalizing their deceased loved ones for hundreds of years. First, through paintings, and then after the invention of the camera, through photographs. Post-mortem photography, also known as memorial portraiture, or memento mori, which is Latin for remember your mortality. Ooh, that's creepy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so this grew in popula- in popularity during the Victorian era, first in England, and then spread all the way to the U.S. of A. So because it was very expensive and time-consuming to <laughs> sit with the dead body, <laughs> have someone paint the dead, <laughs> um, death photography became popular very quickly since it was a little bit more affordable and didn't take as much time as a painting. Um, the photos were taking, taken at the time of death, and typically at the beginning, not much was done to a body other than maybe putting a nicer set of clothing on it. I saw this one picture where this person had passed, and they took the picture, and you can kind of see like a little bit of blood coming out of their mouth. Oh my gosh! And then I saw another picture where this person is laying on a bed, and it's not clear if it's a gunshot wound in his head. What the heck? Or they said it may be like um, a something that went wrong with the picture, but it looks like a gunshot wound. Honestly. Oh my gosh! Um. So the yeah. So not. Much was done at the beginning, but as the photography became more popular, people started, you know, putting flowers on with them, or usually these pictures were the only ones that were ever taken of the people, and so they were the only pictures that the loved ones would have of the deceased person. As the years went on, the photos kind of evolved to where the person would be propped up with special stands and chairs to make them look like they did in life. Children would be given toys and dogs, 
And uh, a little something called Hidden Mother Photography also made its debut. And that's when the moms would hold their deceased infants and they would cover the moms, I guess, so that <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell that they were there. So if you, listened, if you listened to last week's episode, then you know what Hidden Mother Photography is. Lots of times they would open the eyes so that the person would look awake. And as the photography technology advanced, they would draw eyes onto the prints of the photographs and (laughs) even put little shades of pink in their cheeks just to give them that touch of life, not really being (laughs) dead. Oh, God, that's terrible. So there were three styles of post-mortem photography. The number one is called The Last Sleep. And this is a photo that was taken on a better couch and the body was posed in a peaceful state as if they were sleeping. The second one is called Alive But Dead. The person would be propped with open eyes staring into the lens. Not so that way I guess you couldn't really tell if they were dead. I'm pretty sure that you could, but... Oh my God. The third one is where the person was hidden within the family. So think about a really sad family portrait. Mm-mm. It's kind of like everybody would stand around the picture and uh, yeah, then the person was dead. But is it any different than like now and days where in my experience there a lot of time can go by before like a funeral can be arranged so this person has been deceased for you know 7 days and then they finally have a open casket funeral isn't that i feel like that's kind of weird and i've also seen like on snapchat and like social media where people take pictures at funerals i think that that's kind of tacky well that's because we are post edwardian era people in my readings, I <laughs> it's, it's it's thought that after the Victorian era, so in the Edwardian era, like people's principles and morals started changing. So they viewed stuff like death photography and stuff like that to be not disrespectful. Yeah, to be disrespectful. To where, be or to or not to be. To be disrespectful. <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> but but before so like you're talking about the 1800s this is a victorian era and at this time these pictures were made from love you know like this is something that they did to immortalize their you know their loved one and they didn't see anything wrong with it whereas now we look back and we're like well that's kind of disrespectful for them to take a picture like that yeah but i think they're like um they i think at that time, they had a different relationship with death. I hmm. mean, people would... That's a weird way to say it, but they say that we're so desensitized now. People were dying all around them. If you think about it, like, the lifespan was... Or the life expectancy was, like, 40 or something like that. So, yeah, so I think that they just had a very different view than what we have today. Right. As far as what's appropriate when it comes to death. Right. Family members would often sit in on the photo... So, like, the parents or a mother with a baby or with her children or a sibling with their deceased sibling. Uh, I I saw some pictures that were twins that died. 
some pictures that were several siblings that died. That's so odd. Yeah, but these photos were displayed in homes and they were used as tools to aid grieving families. Hmm. It's very, it's very different than anything that we would consider um, normal, appropriate. Yeah. I'm just like, what led to the change in the view? Right, yeah, like what, what did they all of a sudden come to their senses? Um, I don't know. I don't know, but I think it just has to do, I read something about the age of industrial, or the industrial revolution, like a lot of stuff happened during that time that led to people's beliefs and views changing Uh Um, but I didn't research that deeper right probably because they started plummeting into the depths of capitalistic hell maybe (laughs) I do have a fun fact though are y'all ready to have some fun well come along (laughs) so in the 18th century if somebody died or when a baby died under one year they didn't receive a name so the child would be named i'm sorry the child the tombstone would read child or babe so they didn't name their babies until after a year oh my god how sad Uh so i wonder if that's because child mortality was so high right you know infant mortality yeah infant mortality Kind of makes me think of Breadbox. Breadbox? <laughs> Is that what it's called? You know how she didn't name the children? Oh, yeah, but that was an allegory. Because she for... didn't want to get attached? Yeah. I felt like it's because she didn't want to get attached to them because she knew they were going to die. Right. So I feel like that's the same thing. Was probably the same thing with them. Like, this is not a really a person until they turn one. Yeah. They were out there kind of safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, hmm. But can you imagine just like, I don't know. It's hard to be around a, a corpse when you're an adult, but thinking about being a child and like, I'm going to post some of these pictures on Instagram and there's pictures where they're, the children are holding the hand of the deceased oh person. But we only know what what we're taught. So if you're not taught to be afraid of, you know, something, not afraid, but to have certain feelings, then you would not know that that's the appropriate reaction to a dead body. Right. And so, this is also a time where people would die in their homes and mm-hmm. they would remain in their homes and mm-hmm. you would go visit the body at, at the home, mm-hmm. downstairs in the living room, mm-hmm. and people didn't think anything of it. Right. Whereas nowadays, that's very scary and creepy. But yeah. why? It's just a dead body. You know, we've been conditioned, I think, to think that it's scary and creepy. And no, weird. it's scary and creepy and weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Mexico, there was a type of posthumous portrait called angelitos, or little angels, where dead children were dressed as a religious figure, like a saint or an angel, Jesus, or even the Virgin Mary. Mm -hmm. This came from Catholic beliefs that children die who die after baptism, but before their communion are considered wholly pure and will go directly to heaven. 
and by dressing them as spiritual beings, they could act as messengers between God and the living. This actually dates as far back as the 1400s. Hmm. Where, of course, there were paintings back then. Right. Of these deceased children. Um, but as photography came into be, so did the pictures of the angelitos, and they turned into photography. Interesting. Um, I actually was, re- when I was researching, I read a fascinating paper called Posthumous Portraits of Children in Early Modern Spain and Mexico by Elisa C. Mandel, and it was very interesting. It's kind of like a, I don't know, I guess like a report that somebody did for college, but I, I guess they uh, posted it online or something. Mm-hmm. But it was really interesting. So if anybody wants to have a bit of light reading, <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> that was interesting. So by the beginning of the 20th century, as the camera started to evolve, it was more accessible and affordable. So people started to be able to take a lot of pictures of themselves and of their children. Mm-hmm. Um, so the popularity of postmodern photography started to decline. See, that's what I'm wondering. Like, why? Yeah. So, I mean, now you have all these pictures of life and happiness, whereas back in that time, you could only afford one picture, and that picture was going to be the death The picture. person that you'd probably never see again. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. So, that is postmodern photography, death photography. Okay. And, um, yeah. It makes me think of this movie, and I'm about to say, <laughs> huge spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen The Others, then fast forward for the next, like, minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but The Others is, like, one of my favorite movies, and if you've seen it, you know that there's a huge twist at the end, but it has to do a little bit with uh, death photography. Um, it doesn't have to do with it, but it features death photography, and it's a pivotal part in the pivotal (laughs) pivotal part in the movie i guess it's not really a spoiler because i'm not really gonna say what it is but if you haven't when they (laughs) if you haven't seen the others definitely check it out because it's a really good movie with nicole kidman very cool thanks for sharing no problem i also have some fun facts all right let's have some fun well, since I was doing research and I came across, you know, death photography and it's kind of like a um, a weird custom, like a funeral custom, I guess. So I found some other weird death slash funeral customs from around the world. So in South Korea, they will turn the remains of their dead into gem-like beads and um, they'll be made into different colors, which are then displayed in the home. Hmm. Okay. And there's actually a company in the U.S. that will put the ashes of your loved one in a diamond, and you can choose a cut and color and put it on a necklace or a ring. No. I think that's kind of cool. No. The people of Madagascar will exhume bodies of their loved one once every seven years, for famadihana, or turning of the bones. Then they spray the bones with wine and tell stories of the dead person. Okay, I kind of like that. I mean, obviously, without all the gore, but 
<laughs> he spritz my bones with wines every once in a while. I mean, I guess it's kind of like Dia de los Muertos. In Papa, Papua New Guinea, families of someone who died. It's Papua New Guinea. Okay. Family, <laughs> family members of someone who died will cut off some of their fingers to keep the bad spirits away. And I saw a picture and they basically cut like the first joint. The little head? Uh-huh. No. Yeah. But this <laughs> this practice has now been banned. No. <laughs> Give me back my little heads. In India, there was a practice called sati, which dated back to the 4th century, where a widow would throw herself on fire <laughs> at her husband's funeral. Um, no. This was supposed to be voluntary, but there are some accounts of women being drugged and thrown in against their will. Oh, I'm sure. Apparently, it started so that women wouldn't kill their wealthy husbands whom they married in an arranged marriage. Hmm. And my last interesting fact. Bum, bum, bum. In some areas of China, people will pay strippers, even though exotic dancing is illegal in China, to come perform at a wake. This is to make sure that lots of people will come to the funeral. No way. <laughs> Mood. <Yeah. laughs> birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> If I die, bury me inside the booty club. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But those are just a couple. There was quite a few, but the, I picked out the ones that I thought were the most <laughs> out of this world. Yeah, those are funny. They didn't really have anything to do with photography, so. Yeah, but they, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're still in the same kidding. genre. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. I know how to follow directions. They're your own directions. You can tailor them to your needs. <laughs> Yeah, dumb. So we got some feedback um, about the podcast, and basically the feedback was that they liked the old um, format, where we kind of just have different themes and um, kind of a surprise each week as to what the story is going to be about. Mm -hmm. So we will go ahead and revert to that format. I do agree, and I feel like it keeps things new and exciting, and we kind of just get to, you know, explore and find something that piques our interest, so that's... I'm excited to uh, go back to our old format. Yeah, I am too. New Year, same bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any kind of ideas, or if you, there's a story that you'd like to, for us to cover... Send it to us at tacos, the letter in tales, at gmail.com. And if you haven't, seriously, what are you waiting for? Come on over to Instagram and Facebook and follow us at tacos and tales podcast. And we're also on Twitter at tacos and tales. I don't know about you, Jane, but I need some tacos in my life. I feel like I haven't had tacos forever. <laughs> so tomorrow for Taco Tuesday, I'm having tacos. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. I'm having asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag healthy living. We hope everybody enjoyed our theme of photography and mirrors uh, for the month of January. We're excited to go back to our old format next week. Um, we look forward to talking to you guys. Liz, do you have anything else? All I want to say is happy Taco Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye.